That'll do it. The game may be over, but our coverage of Utah Jazz basketball is just beginning. That kid is on fire on catch-and-shoot threes right now. This is Utah Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Bounces to Gobert, and he rocks the pass Presented by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Now, it's time for a complete wrap of tonight's Utah Jazz game on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. They fall to the Boston Celtics at home tonight, one fourteen to one hundred three. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Let's check out your sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner tonight. The Jazz shot forty four point nine percent from the field, forty four of eighty nine. There were twelve of forty from three for thirty percent. Led by Donovan Mitchell's thirty seven points on fifteen of thirty two shooting. Uh, Mike Conley, 15 points on uh, 5 of 13 shooting. Royce O'Neal, 4 of 7 tonight with uh, 14 points. Tough ones, though. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich with only 3 points, Tim. 1 of 8 shooting. Joe Ingles struggled coming off the bench. Just 2 points on 1 of 3 shooting. Uh, you know, it. It Donovan took a lot of shots and played well offensively. But, I mean, this team is still just struggling. I mean, by no means did they figure anything out tonight. No. Um and the shot breakdown, you know, again, 32 two shots. I, I just think that's high. I, obviously, Donovan had a good night uh, on the offensive end. I still believe that, you know, he, on the defensive end, there were several times, and Donovan even raised his hand, you know, when it was his his mistake not coming over, attacking penetration, or, mm-hmm. or gambling on a duck in, or missing a block out. Um, you know, there there's plenty of, of that stuff that, uh, you know, he could really help this team because I think he's got the athleticism to do it. Um, but there, there has to be a little bit better uh, buy-in from Donovan defensively, I think, to help the team get where they need to be. Yeah, and that, that buy-in is something we talked about a lot in the pregame show, and it's still something that needs to be there, not only from Donovan defensively, but but from everybody. And they were better defensively in the first quarter tonight. But outside of that, they really didn't play uh, all that they really didn't play better defensively. I mean, they held uh, Boston at 23 points, but after that it was 30, 32, and 29. And it was probably would have been more than 29 in the fourth quarter, except for the game was out of reach. Yeah, and what gets frustrating is when you say, like this situation where you're talking about buy-in and effort and mentality, there's only so much you can, you know, you can talk about it, you can point it out. Uh, but this is now a few games here, you know, in a row that – that's become that's an issue and it, there's there's kind of a fine line between talking about it and doing something about it um and that's that's unfortunately right now the frustrating part is uh they're having a hard time like you said the first quarter was better but it got worse uh, kind of as the game went on all right let's throw things down to the podium where jazz head coach quinn snyder is addressing the media well i was you know it's not the result that that we want obviously but you know, I was. I thought we gave a really, really pure, good effort, and I think you could feel it watching the game. Um, you know, we 
we got to make a few more shots. You know, Boston hit some tough shots. We had a couple of breakdowns that, that cost us during the stretch that, you know, particularly when Smart hit those threes. Um, but I, I saw a team that was committed to defending and playing together. Quinn, uh, Donovan has a big scoring first half, and then as the second half goes along, doesn't get any help. Uh, quiet nights from Bogey and Joe. Yeah. Why are those guys struggling so much right now? Well, I, you know, I, I don't think we there, – there's no kind of sweeping generalizations. You know, everybody's had um, tough stretches, tough nights. You know, Donovan's doing everything he can to, you know, to he let us in assist tonight. And we've got some guys that we, we believe in that – you know, we're going to find it, and, you know, that's that's all of us as much as anything, and that's where, you know, that's where you're, you know, that's why it's a team game, and, you know, that's, the, the message is really that simple, you know, everybody just keep playing and keep competing and play together and play hard and play defense. Do you get a sense that the team recognizes how much make or miss kind of plays into, I mean, when there, especially when there is a losing streak? Well, you know, I... I I guess every you know you always know um, when you miss and you feel when you make. I, I think the thing that we've talked about is you know our absolutes and trying to control the things we can control. And um, you know by and large, I thought we we did that tonight. You know, like I said, there were some there were some breakdowns at various times. That'll that'll happen, and that's when that's when making shots helps because it you know it equalizes those things. But um, you know, players always always feel when the ball's going in and when it's not, and we're all human. And you know, making shots, getting dunks, those things um, give you energy. But I thought we did a good job tonight of playing through that. You know, when we weren't making, we you know our defensive effort and our energy stayed at a, at a good level. I mean, I just I felt differently about tonight's game compared to the games we've played the last couple of games. So, um, not a, a you know, not a moral victory in that sense at all, but. You know, a team that just is going to keep working and, you know, keep finding it and keep getting better from where we are two nights ago. When you guys are in a, you know, in a rut like this, um, you know, how do you, is there any one subtle thing that you guys can do to kind of, that leads to a big thing, that leads to another big thing yeah. that can help you break out of it? I mean, it, 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 those are the, the great questions, right? If you could find that one subtle thing and, and the dominoes fall. Um, I think the, the, the thing for us that's both subtle and not so subtle is, is just defending and throwing ourselves into that end of the floor. Um, that's what we did tonight and, you know, keep attacking. You know, I don't want our group to lose confidence. You know, there's a reality when you lose a game, you know, that that impacts you. We've got a group of guys that, you know, competes, competes for each other and you just got to keep at it. It's a, you know, this is an NBA season and, you know, there's ups and downs, and this is a down right now. But I've said it before; it's what you know what we do with it. And what I saw tonight was a step from where we were. Quinn, I know that you said you know uh, he asked a question about Bogey and about Joe. But as far as Joe's concerned, other than kind of passing up some of the open shots, he only took three shot attempts tonight. Mm -hmm. Is there something that you can do, maybe, to get him more involved, or what's happening there? Uh, you know, I. Joe's, you know, like all of us, you know, we, we can't pass up open threes. We need that. Um, I thought Joe defended, you know, there's, you know, there's, we'll look at it, and, but it's not about any, you know, it's not about any one guy. Um, I think collectively we, we play for each other and um, we want guys to take open shots, you know, Joe included, and obviously Boyan as well.
but it's, you know, it's us. It's not, you know. There you go. That was Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder after his team lost tonight to the Celtics 114-103. to However, that was a more positive Quinn Snyder than we've heard after the past few games, Tim, where he seemed, I mean, he didn't seem satisfied and he was pretty careful to say no moral victories, but he certainly seemed, I guess, more pleased or more satisfied than he's been over the past few games. Yeah, there there was definitely uh, an improvement from what we watched with the Suns game, which, you know, kind of turned into a really tough thing late. Um, but the, the the thing that I will say, I think that it's it's important, uh, you know, as a coach, I, there's probably a ton of negativity in the air. There's a whole bunch of negativity in the locker room uh, and surrounding the team. And, and for, you know, Quinn feels like, hey, they're, I, I've got to point out some of the good things we're doing and kind of try to build on that because – um, really, you've got no other option right now. There's, You've lost four in a row. Um, they've all been at home where you're actually pretty good. Uh, and he's searching for answers, try to keep some positive nature around the the club. And, you know, maybe maybe I don't know anything about it, but it felt like the effort was better. No, no question. It they, did. It, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, no, I guess nothing could have gotten much better than the Fe- or much worse than the Phoenix game. I mean, that was yeah. That when was you rough, compare that, that's yeah. It did feel like it was better tonight. Yeah, and and it was. It was a three point game. There was a three point game with, um, you know, there in the fourth quarter, and and they did. Marcus Smart hit two back breaking threes. That you know, that's not his game. Um, so sometimes there's some tough luck involved. But, yeah, for the most part, even though the number wasn't great, um, the defensive efficiency, there were certainly better signs than what we saw uh, against the Suns. All right, we want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback, available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Coming up on the other side, we'll get you some sound from the locker room as the Jazz fall to the Celtics tonight, 114-103, to right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night post game show. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe, your score. Uh, the Boston Celtics beat the Utah Jazz tonight, one fourteen to one oh three. Let's uh, take a look at your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call one eight hundred Go Serta. Visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting. You do life. Points in the paint tonight. Tim uh, Jazz outscored by the Boston Celtics, fifty six to forty six. And, uh, you know, it, it felt like if the Jazz were getting easy points in the – or didn't get very many easy points in the paint, it felt like if they were getting it, it was Donovan Mitchell making kind of a circus-like shot. Yeah, Donovan uh, took all those – you know, nobody else was a real factor. Um, and uh, it all kind of comes back to ball movement, I think. Um, and then that's something offensively that – to Boston's credit, too, just switching takes away a lot of the roll stuff and easy things in the basket. So, um, yeah, that's a you know that was that was something definitely a uh, a difficult thing because the Jazz didn't have a whole lot of guys doing much offensively. 
No, they didn't. And taking a look at the Jazz offensive stats tonight, I mean, 44.9% from the field certainly is not terrible. But uh, Donovan was 15 of 32. And then you look at some guys like uh, Bogdanovich, who was one of eight. Conley did have 15 points, but it took him 13 shots to get there, five of 13. Clarkson was four of 13. Um, Ingles was one of three. Now, Tony Bradley was good, three of three. Uh, George Niang, not bad with three of six. I mean, Rudy was four of four, although you'd certainly rather see Rudy take more shots than that. It just seemed like the ball wasn't moving and the Jazz weren't getting the open shots that, well, they get when the offense is working. Well, and when you talk about, let's talk about Boyan specifically. I mean, he played 34 minutes. This is a guy that's had 30 points multiple times this season. Um, and, and granted, he, he missed seven shots um, and did not make a three. But I just don't know that eight shots is enough for him. You know, I think he's got to have more. Um, and I think that, that Joe still, Joe had three shots total on the night in 26 minutes. I think those guys have to have more of a, uh, an impact offensively. And I think that those two probably are like the barometer for how much that ball's moving. Down to the locker room we go. Tony standing by with Mike Conley. Um, you know, I thought we saw a little bit, you know, of, of you know, what we can do and what our, you know, what jazz basketball is. And, um, you know, playing against a good team, you got to, you know, it's hard to be trying to find your way through games like that. But I thought we didn't hang our head too much on different runs. We just kept playing our ball and, um, you know, wish we would have, you know, made less turnovers, made more shots, obviously, got more stops. But if we continue to play that hard and, and play together, we'll start to, you know, win these games. Do you feel a difference when you guys are in attack mode or, like, Donovan himself is just going to the rim? Yeah, when Donovan's like that, uh, the game becomes easy. You know, guys have to, you know, really, you know, find him on the court because he's pushing the ball, he's making plays, and, um, we're spacing the court, you know, just ready to shoot the ball. And uh, but I think it, it, it helps everybody else, you know. It gets everybody else involved and uh, excited and, and engaged in the game. So um, tonight was it was a good night for him, but I thought a lot of guys played off of him well. Mike, you've played in the league a number of years. When the losses start to mount up like this, how critical is it not to let the weight get heavier and heavier? And, and how do you combat something like that? Yeah, it's important not to, you know, start to sink into, you know, a dark place in this time. Um, continue to stay together, but think less of the result, you know, right now and, and um, get back to fundamentals and, and working and, and being physical defensively and getting rebounds and pushing the ball and being unselfish, you know, all the little things that, um, you know, we, we, we preach every day. And, um, and we will start to win games, and that's not, a, that's not an issue we're too good not to. So... Um, you know, we just got to continue to, to play the right way. Yeah, I was told I was coming off the bench, and then uh, I took a nap and woke up, and I was starting. So I, it just it happened that way, I guess. And, you know, thankfully we have the guys on our team, you know, Joe, myself, Royce, you know, we know that that can happen any game. And, um, guys are selfless enough to just you know take that role and keep going and Joe did a great job tonight and, and Royce did as well. Do you know why the change was made? Um, I, I don't you know I think that's some some for coach yeah. Mike just uh, eight shots for Bogey tonight just three for Joe is there anything that can be done to kind of help those guys get going in the offense a little bit more? Yeah I think uh, one when we get stops just 
pushing the ball and, and getting them easy easy opportunities in transition. You know, I think teams are trying to switch a lot more on our you know on the defensive end and um, and cause us to try to go one on one and um, and the ball kind of sticks and when, when we do that, it's, it's hard to get the ball around the horn. So I think just getting the ball out and pushing it, and trying to find them early in transition um, where there's more space and uh, more opportunity. Thanks, Guys, that's Mike Conley. Let's go back to you. Thank you very much, Tony. Some confidence coming from Mike Conley, which we're used to hearing, Tim, um, kind of that consummate prof- uh, professional. But one thing he did shed a little light on, of course, before the game, there was a report that Mike Conley would be coming off the bench. And then a couple hours later that uh, he, he was back in the starting lineup and Joe was coming off the bench. We'll talk about that in a moment. But Tony's standing by with Donovan Mitchell. Of yeah. What do you think? Yeah, you know, we, we competed defensively. You know, I think we can hang our hats on that. But, you know, now it's about sustaining it for 48 minutes. You know, I don't think we, you know, should be upset at our effort. You know, just little mistakes that we can fix. And, you know, they're a good team. They're going to capitalize if you make mistakes. What, what can be done to get Joe more involved? Um, I think for, for one, just being able to move the ball a little bit more. Um, you know, I think got a little stagnant. Their zone kind of messes up a little bit. Um, they did a good job, uh, but we'll, we'll work on it. Well, that's the same question about Rudy, only four shots today. Yeah, um, just got to move the ball um, and just find a way. With you guys on the defensive end, I mean, did you feel like you hit the absolutes more than you did against Phoenix? Yeah, for sure. You know, we definitely saw a team that came out hungry and aggressive, and, you know, I have no complaints of what we did defensively. Obviously, you're going to make mistakes, you know, and now it's just about limiting, limiting them. Donovan, you're a guy that prides yourself on honesty mm-hmm. and then also mental toughness. How important is it to keep proper perspective here as a team and, and make sure that the losses don't carry more weight than they need to? Um, I think it's huge. We've been here before at the beginning of the year, so now it's a matter of just finding a way. You know, we have, you know, this was this is a, a good sign. You know, after the past three games, but you know, obviously we want to win. But you know, it's it's, it's we just got to continue to stay locked in and stay focused. When you see guys that are kind of passing up open shots and when the timeout comes or something, do you say anything to them like keep shooting? Just tell them to be aggressive. You know, it's nothing. Um, sometimes you they're passing up to try and be unselfish and that's the great thing about this team we have unselfish guys who want to find others and um sometimes you got to go out there and and, and let it fly thank you guys that's donovan mitchell uh stick around right here we will now be joined by rudy gobert who is stepping in to speak to the media and here's rudy gobert Rudy, tonight, uh, I know you guys are, uh, Mike Conley said, you know, the result is one thing, but you guys have to get back to focusing on the process. What about the process did you like about tonight, and what do you still want to see fixed? Uh, I, like, I like the way we play defense tonight. You know, I think uh, it was day and night compared to the, the, the last three games. Uh, we still have some work to do, but uh, overall, we, we put ourselves in a position that where we can win the game. And, you know, they hit, uh, I mean, Marcus Smart hit three threes in a row or they hit a few shots some things maybe we can fix but for the most part I think we we are we're on the right path defensively what was happening defensively that was an improvement from the previous three uh, I think everything I mean mostly our pressure on the ball physicality disruption you know we're more disruptive tonight uh, transition defense I think we did a good job running back uh, we did a few euro fouls when we needed to so just uh, we were just smaller defensively. Do you need more touches offensively? I don't know. I mean, I watch the game and you know, see from there. It's always tough to tell, you know, right after the game. So I'm just gonna watch film and see what's you know what's there, what's not. 
What was happening with the offense generally in the fourth quarter? It seemed like there were a lot of possessions that kind of bogged down as the as the game progressed toward the end. So it was. What happened? Uh, you guys were playing pretty well offensively in the second and third quarters, and then in the fourth, it kind of got stuck a little bit. It seemed like the ball wasn't moving as much. What happened in the fourth? The answer is in the question. <laughs> the ball didn't. I think the ball could have moved a little better. Uh, you know, and when we stopped moving it. Uh, it's magical. We we know as good defensively. So we gotta stay on each other and you know make sure we we keep moving it. How do you mentally make sure that it, the losses kind of don't come down and, and kind of get you down mentally as you pile up? I mean, every day, every day is a new opportunity to you know to get better and. Uh, even if we, we, we lost a few games that we think we should have won, we still, you know, in a, in a good position. You know, we still uh, want to be a, a playoff team, and you know, and we still think if we if we do the right thing, we can, you know, we can be very good. We we gotta figure it out now, and you know, finish the season on a high note, and then get ready for the playoffs. Thanks, Rudy. Thanks, Rudy. Thanks, Rudy. Guys, that's Rudy Gobert. Let's go back to you. Thank you very much, Tony. There you go. That's uh, Rudy Gobert. We'll uh, give some thoughts on all that sound we just heard coming up next. Want to remind you to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. The Jazz fall to the Celtics tonight, 114-103. to Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. The Celtics beat the Jazz tonight here at Vivint Smart Home Arena, 114-103. to It is their fourth consecutive loss, fourth consecutive loss at home. Let's t- uh, check out your assist feature, uh, proudly sponsored by Larry H. Miller Dealerships throughout the Utah Jazz season. Larry H. Miller Dealerships donating $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller Charities. We are driven by you. The Jazz tonight had 16 assists on 40 made field goals um let's see here donovan mitchell led the way with five a couple of players in rudy and mike conley with three and then really some one-offs from there but uh, rudy gobert we heard from him in the last segment tim um not pleased with the ball movement and you know that certainly affects rudy as he's reliant on on other players to get him the ball but it, it goes beyond that we're just we're not seeing the blender we're not seeing the movement for the open shots around the perimeter i mean the it's just not the jazz offense that we're used to seeing and, and then really, that was, you know, those sound bites from the guys, uh, kind of one right after the other. The common theme throughout was that, you know, when asked, we're, the ball's not moving. Uh, the way, even, you know, Donovan said it. Uh, that's why Joe and, and Bogey aren't getting as, as many shots and Rudy. Um, really, those are, if you want to look for kind of a bellwether or a barometer, um, Joe's shots usually come off catch and shoot. Um, and bogey shots, a lot of them come off catch and shoot or transition, pass aheads, and then obviously Rudy's totally relying on lobs and rolls and that sort of thing. So uh, I, I do think there's something to that for sure. 
Yeah, and it's the different way teams are playing the Jazz as well. I mean, with all the switches and what Houston kind of, you know, people talking about Mike D'Antoni figure out the Jazz. Well, a lot of that is make them play one-on-one because that's not what they want to do. they got to figure out a way to keep the ball moving even when teams don't want you to. But I think, you know, we've talked about this a lot tonight. It's the reason you saw Donovan, you know, take a ton of shots. Uh, Donovan averages 20 shots a game. He took 32 tonight because he's one of the few players that can get a, a one-on-one attempt. You know, Mike Conley's another one of those guys. He had 13 attempts tonight. Jordan Clarkson's another one of those guys who had 13 attempts. And then, as you point out, you look at the rest of the team, and it's not what we're used to seeing. Yeah, and it's the funny, the crazy thing about this game, really in sports in general. Had the Jazz won three or four, and. Um, you know, we wouldn't be micro-diagnosing every single little thing. But the fact is that, you know, they've, they've definitely hit probably the darkest patch of the season. I mean, even the losses before, the the series of losses before didn't have this feel to them because they still had kind of a purpose. And uh, for whatever reason, maybe one night it was offensive rebounds they gave up or turnovers that they that, you know, committed. But right now, I don't know that you could point at, at any one thing. I mean, we talk about effort. Um, effort was better, but we talk about, um, you know, communication, transition defense. There were certainly better spots there, but lapses. Um, and but, but overall, I think one of the, the driving factors is just how together are they? How, how all in are they? How bought in are they? Uh, and that's the thing that is probably that the biggest frustration and the biggest concern is that's the piece that is really kind of hard to figure out. Well, and losing four in a row at home. I mean, I'm sure it happened during the rebuild. I would I would guess some of those seasons where the Jazz struggled a little bit. But for a good Jazz team to lose four in a row at home, that's that's mind blowing. Well, it just doesn't happen. You know, and you could understand if maybe there were four, but in those four, you got the Suns. You know, right. a game that. They, arguably, they probably played as well. The Suns and the Spurs, they probably played their their worst um, of the four games. You know, there's no doubt they played better tonight, uh, and that's encouraging. And I think that that's what Quinn's looking to try to build upon. And he he sounded that way. That's the message he got out uh, out tonight during the post game. That's for sure. Let's uh, go to your master of the glass. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate five dollars for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader, with the proceeds going to benefit the neighborhood house. Rudy Gobert is your master of the glass tonight he had nine uh rebounds tim five offensive rebounds so rudy actually had more offensive rebounds than he had defensive rebounds tonight and actually snaps a streak of two games where rudy was not the master of the glass the longest streak of the year and rudy uh, back as your master tonight yeah and that's and that's where he should be you know he's he, he, that's he's, if he's active and and that's a great sign on the offensive glass he definitely kept some plays alive um, had some putbacks. Uh, that that's just got to be something you know every night that with this team in particular, Rudy should be the master of the glass uh, most nights. No, he he should be. And one thing you worry about Rudy is you hope he doesn't get too frustrated because getting the ball is important to him, and I'm sure he'd like more than four shots. And when he talks about ball movement, I can't help but envision he's talking about himself a little bit there. But the, but the Jazz have missed Rudy. I mean, Mike Conley missed Rudy a couple of times tonight where he was wide open under the basket. And I think when they force it to Rudy, I think they get themselves in trouble. But you can't ignore that aspect of the game 
uh, regardless of how the other team is playing. Yeah, it, comes, or it seems to me anyway. Sure, for sure. It comes down to to making a basketball play based on what the defense does, as opposed to predetermining and like, oh man, I got to throw the ball to Rudy. Right. Right. When when things are clicking. They don't think about any of that stuff. It just moves. Um, right now, you can kind of see they're thinking about it. They're they're caught up. In, and part of that may be the switching defenses and, and the different looks that they're seeing. Um, so definitely credit to, to the defense that they're facing. But part of it, too, is just, you know, the, the tougher things get, the more you get into your head, and then it becomes even a bigger struggle. Want to remind you about our friends at Credit Karma. Get your truly free credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma. Download the Credit Karma app today. Credit Karma, here's to progress. Let's throw things back down to the locker room. Royce O'Neill is addressing the media. Lots of positive things, and there were definitely glimpses tonight. But how are you just overall feeling right now? Uh, I mean, we're all bummed, but uh, I think overall, you know, we picked it up on the defense end, which was one of the I mean, one of the main emphasis that coach was talking about before the game. And then, you know, just you know, we had stretches where we didn't play defense, so but it happens. How do you um, eliminate or try to work on making those stretches less and less and having that consistency for 48 minutes? Uh, I think you know, just everybody's being locked in, uh, communicating more. You know, uh, everybody, we all miss, you know, help out opportunities uh, towards each other. And then, uh, you know, on offense, we just got to move the ball more. You know, we just getting great shots. I mean, they just didn't fall, so. No, I mean, not at all. I mean, they had, we all had great looks. Uh, I mean, shots just didn't fall. We were, what, one for 11 first quarter or something like that from three. Shots we usually make, but, uh, you know, just going to keep playing. Royce, can you speak a little bit about how you learned throughout the course of the day that the lineup change was coming? I mean, well, I'm starting coming off the bench, you know, uh, and play hard. You know, everybody don't really care who's playing as long as we're playing for each other. But, uh, I mean, before I shoot around, found out, but it wasn't a big deal to me. Was it, did they tell you that you were starting and Joe was coming off the bench? Was it? With a mic at first, and then Joe, can you take us through that? Um, you, I you mean, know? everybody was like, Mike was not starting, and they said Joe, but no, nobody really cared. I mean, he was always going to play, so. No, you're disappointed with the loss, but it's something you can build up from tonight. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, especially our defense, we know we can take it up another notch. Uh, offense, you know, we're going to see where we do, uh, where we can build on, move the ball more. Uh, keep getting great looks and, you know, just compete hard every game. Obviously another loss, but did this one feel different than the previous three? Uh, yeah, I mean, you could tell everybody was more locked in. Uh, we all play hard. Uh, we just had those stretches, you know, we just can't let those happen. But I think from the start of the game all the way to the end, our defense intensity was higher. Guys, that's Royce O'Neal. Let's go back to you. Thank you very much, uh, Royce O'Neal tonight stepping into the starting lineup, uh, and uh, Royce was good. Four of seven, four of five, two of five from three at fourteen points, three steals, four boards, and an assist. It didn't prove to be the shakeup that uh, caused a victory, but it is interesting, Tim, finding out kind of how the day went for these guys. Royce didn't uh, add too much to it; said it didn't really matter who starts or finishes. But Mike Conley said he uh, took his nap or, or went after shoot around, thought he was coming off the bench 
bench, took his nap, woke up, and figured out he was back in the starting lineup. So kind of a wild day, I guess, for the Jazz, figuring out which lineups are going to play. But, you know, Royce ultimately is right, Tim. You know, it doesn't matter who's starting. They need to go out and perform and figure out a way to win. Yeah, that's that's the most important thing right now. And and <clears throat> the that whole saga, drama, whatever, is, is definitely just kind of a side story. But, but I think it does maybe – um, kind of lend a peek into, you know, the coaches are trying to make moves or trying to figure out the best way to do things. Um, and like you said, tonight it didn't pay off in terms of a win. We did get a better effort, um, saw some things um, that were, were certainly better than watching the game the other night. Uh, but there, there just are there, – there are things now that, you know, Quinn wasn't going to talk about the – you know why they make the decisions they made but it's interesting that the players kind of talked about uh, a few things and gave a glimpse into the day which seemed to be a little harried yeah well one thing uh, I think they wanted to get off to a better start which certainly did not prove to be the case tonight however they didn't get run out of the gym by the other team right right uh, uh, out of the gate. They just couldn't score. Yeah, part of, and the good part of that is their defense was there. You know, right. their defense was not there. If it was kind of like what we saw with the Suns game, that thing could have got ugly. Oh, quickly. they would have been down twenty. Yeah, right. But even at halftime, I mean, to be three for seventeen from the three which is a huge piece of the Jazz offense and being a two-point game, there's some encouraging things there. Well, speaking of that, let's get to your three-point takeover tonight sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. And tonight was an interesting story from three. Boston uh, was 11 for 26, 42%. The Jazz got up 43s. Which normally you would think if they got that many attempts, things would be good. They they shoot the best percentage in the entire league from three, but they only made twelve of them tonight, Tim. They were twelve of forty for just thirty percent. I mean, honestly, they they lose tonight by eleven. But if they make forty percent of those, which is a really good night, I understand. I mean, this is a totally different ball game. I mean, you got to like honestly, you've got to like the forty attempts. They just need more of them to go down. Yeah, but sometimes you know the numbers can kind of tell a funny story. And I think if you go back and look at a lot of those threes, they're late in the shot clock. True, uh, guys backing up, um, or you know, guys shooting shots in transition off the bounce without even moving it. So. The threes are. I agree that that's a that's a number that the Jazz you can live with them shooting that many threes, but I think you got to you know diagnose the game a little bit, watch it, and say, hey, they're uh, you know those a lot of those threes are not necessarily the threes that the Jazz have made when they're successful. Well, you make a good point too, because how many times did we see somebody dribble out the shot clock pretty much today? That way, I mean, that it was happened an issue a lot. tonight. It did happen a lot. And and Boston's a really good defensive team. What do we talk about there? The fifth defensive rated yeah. team, I believe, coming into tonight. And Marcus Smart, one of the best on-ball defenders in the entire league. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, both long defenders. It's actually where you kind of are at a little bit of a dif- disadvantage if Kemba Walker doesn't play. If that, I know that sounds crazy, but I mean, Kemba's somebody you have to hide a little bit on defense, whereas Marcus Smart, you just say, hey, go take Donovan Mitchell out of the game, and or Mike Conley in in the case of tonight, and he has the ability to do it. So I mean, Boston, don't sleep on Boston uh, defensively uh, by any means, but you know, it, Jazz have got to move the ball more. I mean, that's going to be a theme of tonight. Move the ball more earlier in the shot clock. I mean, Donovan in particular, he was two of ten tonight from three, but how many of those threes, as you say, were him trying to draw fouls with two seconds left to go on the shot clock? We saw it a lot. 
Yeah, Clarkson had, you know, a couple of those. Um, you know, bogeys threes tonight were not off extra passes per se. They were, uh, you know, the ball's kind of stuck with me late and I got to shoot it. So, yeah, sometimes the number of shots can be a little deceiving in terms of, uh, you know, how, how they actually play out in the game. All right, your final tonight, the Boston Celtics beat the Utah Jazz 114-103. to 103. want to remind you to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We get Coach Tim Lacombe's final thoughts on this one and get you ready for the Wizards on Friday. Coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night post-game show right here on the Jazz Radio Network, uh, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. The Celtics beat the Jazz tonight 114-103 to here at Vivint Smart Home Arena. It's the fourth consecutive loss for the Utah Jazz, all four coming at home. Jason Tatum, uh, Jason Tatum led the way for the Celtics tonight, 33 points on 13 of 20 shooting. Uh, Jalen Brown with 20 tonight. Marcus Smart with 17, played some heads-up defense as well. Donovan Mitchell led all scorers tonight with 37 points. Mike Conley had 15 and Royce O'Neal had 14. Um, you, we've heard the sound now, Tim. How are you coming away from this game feeling really about uh, the condition of the team going forward? Because Boston's good. There's no doubt Boston's good. They played well tonight, even though they were on the second night of a back-to-back. Quinn Snyder seemed to feel pretty feel better, let me put it that way, about his team listening to his post-game comments, but it seems that a lot of those same issues are still there. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of different ways that you know you can look at this. Um, you know, just from the outside, there's still there still is a whole lot of things that are um, that are that are not necessarily right right now for the Jazz, um, and I think that identify a couple of those things. You know, defensively, certainly a better effort. Um, but I was concerned tonight the way Boston was able to just, when they needed to, race the ball up and transition and get easy baskets. That was that was a little concerning, and I know Boston's really versatile, and they can do that to people, um, but that that's usually a staple for the Jazz defense, and that's something that um, you know still isn't great. Uh, and then the ball movement, right? I, th- I think that that's a big piece, and when the Jazz are right – when mentally they're right, when rent mentally they're block, they're they're totally locked in. And Rudy actually made the point: when we share the ball or when the ball moves, we play better defense. I, I don't think that that's uh, an accident. I think that that's that's typical. When you're feeling good about things, when you trust the guys you're with, um, you understand: hey, that ball's going to move. That you're going to give a little bit more. And so that's just you know that that's a, a kind of an overriding theme of of the night of the game tonight. Yeah, and it seems like when you have more of a team vibe, better things happen from on, on both sides of the ball. And we've talked at great length how they need the team vibe on the defensive side because they don't have 
You know, they don't have somebody like Marcus Smart, actually, just to use an example in tonight's game, who's just an unbelievable on-the-ball on defender. They have to play de- team defense. And I've got to imagine that kind of mentality has got to play onto the offensive side of the ball as well. We were talking to uh, to Locke and Boone about this during crosstalk, that, you know, if, if you're feeling like you're on your own and you're on an island on the defensive side of the ball, well, you're probably more likely to go get yours on the offensive side, whereas if you've got that team vibe going, which is something I guess we've taken for granted over the years with this jazz team i bet it applies probably evenly on both sides of the ball yeah from and from a positive standpoint things were better you know things were better tonight the effort was better um in spurts and so you you can kind of build upon that um and then i do believe like there there is a a tendency when you don't win to totally focus on all the the negative tough things And, and i really I think that was Quinn's angle tonight in the post game when he talked about uh, he pointed out positives and he pointed out improvement and really to get a a better result you got to have a little better mojo in the locker room the guys got to got to feel it so I think that that was pretty enlightening that Quinn chose this time of all times to be to be positive. You know Jerry Sloan used to do that covering Jerry's post games a lot uh, if his team would win a lot of times he'd be more critical uh, on things and then when tough losses he'd be much more positive trying to manage kind of the message that he's sending sending to his team and I, I got a little bit of that tonight from Quinn but with that being said it did feel like the effort was better because yeah. I've got to imagine from a head coaching standpoint when you don't get the effort from your team it's got to be maddening so if you watch tonight's game and you feel like at least the effort was better you know maybe the team defense wasn't better maybe the ball didn't move whatever but at least his guys were engaged that's got to make you feel at least a little bit better as a coach I'm guessing yeah it makes you feel better um you're still there's still sleepless nights i mean because the old ultimate objective is to get your team to play together and win and you know that's that that didn't happen tonight they did play together in spurts the effort was better in spurts but the end result is a loss so yeah there there's still going to be a lot of uh of sleepless nights and frustration amongst the coaching staff to try to figure out the best way to get these guys to respond. You know, I don't know this for sure, but I'm guessing that Quinn Snyder has a few sleepless nights uh, during the season. It looks that way. Yeah, I would. He doesn't look like a guy who's almost his, sleepless his full eight. Yeah, does he? sleepless weeks. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but you know what? He's he's a he's a great competitor, and this this means so much to him. Um, and and you know, to his credit, he does a great job. He. Uh, for the most part, his guys are, are they buy in, and this is a lull in the season. We've talked about it a bunch. The season's long, eighty-two games is is remarkably long. I mean, we used to have thirty-two, thirty-five game seasons uh, in the college game, and by the end, you're ready to to drop. I can't even imagine more than doubling that, and the the pace that they have to go out and play at. So. That's one thing to keep in mind. You know, all is not lost. Uh, they're still in a position uh, to be in the playoffs, and we've seen this team play really good basketball. So uh, to be able to pop out of this and really momentum is a crazy thing. So if they can just get some good positive things to happen, you never know what can be built upon. Uh, with that in mind, hit us with a couple of final thoughts as we uh, move on to the Wizards on Friday, Tim. Now, the the Wizards are going to pose a challenge. You know, uh, Bradley Beal is a very good player. He is good. He's difficult to guard. He's one of those perimeter guys that can put 40 on you. Um, and that has been 
a tough thing. That's been kind of the kryptonite for this group. Um, so have a have a plan. Have some focus. Uh, understand this is a game that is you, you just you got to figure out a way to get a W. Um, and you got to get that locker room feeling better. I think that's Quinn's angle. I, I liked his approach tonight. Um, but that, to me, that's really the thing you got to keep in mind that 82 games is a long season. You're, you're just in the midst of it. You got, you know, 20 plus games, 26 games left, something like that. Um, and you've got to just kind of make sure that our, things aren't necessarily going great right now. Guys aren't necessarily pulling all in the same direction. Figure out a way to get them to do that um, and get some positive feeling in the locker room. All right, we want to say a big thanks to Lock and Boone. Calling the action tonight. Fine work from them as usual. Thanks to Tony Parks doing the sidelines in the locker rooms. The broadcast assistants working tonight. Thanks to Adrian Leiser, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, the title sponsor of the post-game show. Go Where Love Takes You in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. And of course, Tim, thank you, sir. It's always good to see you, my friend. And, uh, and tonight may have been a loss for the Jazz, but it was a fun one. Yeah, it's it's always ha- good hanging out with you guys, um, win or, or lose. Um, but we do, you know, we certainly pull for them. We want them to, to win and uh, find a little bit better uh, mojo going forward. 114 to 103 is your final up next. Uh, the Jazz will take on the Washington Wizards. Uh, I was about to say Friday night, but that's technically tomorrow night. Uh, the... <laughs> Tip-off will be at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage will begin at 6. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.